Welcome to the new episode of Starting Your Own Coffee Shop. I am Jerry Stolani, the founder of Cafe Chocolat in downtown DC. I had no experience when I started four years ago. And if I can do it, you can too. Tune in. The podcast finally has a home on the web at ristrettotime.com. R-I-S... T-R-E-T-T-O time, T-I-M-E dot com. Sorry, stratotime.com. And uh, the reason why I decided to set up a website is because I wanted to make sure that I gave you, the listeners, a way to provide feedback, to communicate back, uh, and also to let me know if there are things you want me to talk about, there are questions that you have, uh, issues that you're running into, and want a second opinion. Um, I would gladly love to uh, to help out. So it's also a good way to uh, provide feedback. So again, ristretotime.com. So in this new episode, I decided to talk about corporate culture. Um, and the best way to do that was to bring in two of my employees at Cafe Chocolat and just talk a little bit about what the culture was there, what are some of the things that we did right, what are some of the things that we did wrong or we needed to work a little bit more and it, it became a, a, a very fun uh, conversation uh, I'm very honest about some of the things that we did there some of the some of the misses that we had um, we did talk about our um, hiring process uh, which was a little unique we did talk uh, uh, about some of the things where we succeeded at specifically coming up with new recipes and and where you know, we really failed hard uh, at specifically product launch. Uh, so I think this is going to be a very, very interesting uh, discussion, especially if you're interested in understanding what it is to, to work in the shop and, and what are some of the things that go on behind the bar. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to let uh, Derek and Gabe take it from here. Well, I'm Derek James. I worked at Cafe Chocolat from about, I think it was April 2018, uh, all the way up until the end. Yeah. Well. Uh, my name is Gabriel, uh, Gabriel Falk. I uh, I don't even know when I started, um, but I started while I was in college, and uh, I worked through my, my last year of college, then uh, kind of got off the regular shift uh, when I picked up a, a full-time job in, in the summer of 2019. Uh, so yeah, last around a year, year, year and a half ago. Yeah. But um, Hey Gabe, but you, you know, I think the cool thing was that you were always kind of coming back here and there. Whenever. Oh, I never, <laughs> was. never whenever yeah. shit hit the fan. We never, gave that. As much as we tried to get rid of him, we couldn't, you know, no, I, I was always, <laughs> Reffing it right until the end, you know. No, I mean, I, yeah. did, I did, you know, pick up some, pick up some random shifts if, if, if it needed, but, but yeah, you know, Gabe, I, was, I was mostly out of there by, by the time I started my full time. Yeah, Gabe was a lifesaver, though. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what, what was it like working that uh, cup of sugar, guys? Derek, you can start. Okay. Um, I mean, overall, it was a, it was a great experience, both, both personally and you know, professionally, it gave me a lot of opportunity to grow and to be creative. 
like within the confines of a business, you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of freedom there. So positive experience overall. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want, I want to hear about the negative stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Gary. You know, for me, yeah. Like for sure. I, I came to Cafe Chocolat uh, with the only, the only real cafe experience I'd had was at a, uh, a DC chain that will remain nameless for the moment. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I had a, I'd had a, not a awesome experience there. And, you know, obviously my first one, I was looking for a job, uh, it, for during school, like my, I was going back to that spot was my first inkling, but that didn't work out. And so I kind of just found y'all on a, on an ad and ended up loving it and hanging out there for a long time. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, I, 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 I agree with Derek. Like I wouldn't have stayed, uh, I wouldn't have, you know, kept that relationship going after I started a full-time job after I uh you know after I graduated school I wouldn't have kept it going if it wasn't like a really special place uh to work to to bring people you know so no super super positive overall so but what what do you guys think make it like made it a a special place I mean because at the end of the day right let's be honest I mean it was basically like a coffee shop chocolate shop right and 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 you know in this in this industry I think of you know, how many people start and how many people did we go through, right? Remember yeah. um, that people would start, right. you know, they would either not show up the next day or just stay a week and or just even two hours. You right. know, like, wait, what happened? <laughs> uh, so so I guess what what do you what do you guys think? I like, kind of made it a, a, a good place to to just, you know, to to continue coming back to it. Right. Well, I mean, I. Oh, oh go ahead, sorry, Gabe. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, well, for me, for me, it's all about the attitude. Like, uh, the place I was working before, um, you know, it was very much not to not to sound too much like a barista, but it was very, very uh, corporate drone kind of thing. Like, you were very much there to play a part, and no one really gave a damn how you actually felt about it, or you know what particular skills or whatever you brought to the table. Whereas, um, you know, when I started to get to know Jared and Derek, you know, uh, who was who was the manager from when I started up until up until I left, um, you know, they they get to know you as a person. You're like, oh, well, what can you do that was good? So I knew, I know like one thing that Jared and I used to talk about a lot was like wine. My parents were in the wine industry, so we talked about that a lot. We talked about you know different tastings and things like that for for wine and how it compares to chocolate and 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 so on and so forth. So that was just cool being able to really form a relationship with the owners and the other staff which is you know why i wanted to go in like be a barista in the first place you know back back when i was 16 or whenever i first started working in coffee shops yeah yeah so yeah um you know i think i think it was really cool that we were kind of able to build like a neighborhood coffee shop vibe in an area that really had it was it's more of a sterile area you know um not necessarily like you wouldn't necessarily think that there's like this friendly neighborhood coffee shop in like this downtown district and so i think you know through through that just like our demeanor like our individual demeanors and the fact that we're able to build a very solid team that put a lot of emphasis on customer service and stuff like that i think that's what kept a lot of people coming back but also at the same time, like we were a coffee shop that genuinely cared about what we did. Um, like we yeah. were genuinely passionate, like all passionate about coffee and drinking like good tasting coffee 
And, you know, most people came in, they didn't have any experience in chocolate. I know I didn't, but like over time, I grew to be very astute in different brands of chocolate and different flavors of chocolate, depending on where like the beans were cultivated and so on and so forth. And so I think everyone had that experience where they became more knowledgeable with that kind of stuff. And so I think the the knowledge, the amount of care that we put into things and like the friendliness is the reason for why people would continue coming back to the shop. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. Uh, just to kind of pick up on that. I, I remember when um, uh, Travis, you know, uh, Travis is our, our coffee guy for, for the people that are listening. Uh, the guy who supplied us coffee. Uh, when Travis found out that we closed the shop down, he texted me. He's like, Hey man, I'm, I'm really sad to see you guys go. Cause you're like the only ones who really kind of understood and took care of coffee, you know? And, and to me, that was like, it kind of made my day, you know, because I, I think at the end of the day, um that's what's important right it's not what you think what you think you're doing but it's how other people perceive what you're doing right because you might think you're doing an amazing job but if people don't see it then obviously you're not right, right? um so that that was um that was that was huge uh to me but but also uh this this uh, experience and that you I mean uh, you know Derek you you hit the nail on the head when you said that that we wanted to create this this uh like friendly atmosphere in a sea of just you know come in pick up your shit, get the out kind of a, a customer service areas right, right. um and um, um and it's funny because um, i don't know if you guys kind of still keep in touch with uh or or if you have like a relationship outside of of work with some of our customers but um i actually was out i want to say maybe a couple of nights ago uh Laura and i with uh, one of the customers and and, and his wife um you know, that I hadn't seen since then, <laughs> you know, and here we are, you know, it's like, there were our customers now. It's like, we have a life, it's taken on a life outside of, outside of the coffee right. shop. And I think that's great. Um, what, what do you think, um, what was something that just kind of, we could have done differently? So, I mean, I think, I think one of the biggest problems that we had um, was just kind of inertia. You know, we would sit around and we would come up with all of these ideas every single day. And like, we never made a plan to make them actionable, mm. you know, um, like, you know, this, this is kind of like, this is kind of a fault on our part, but also at the same time, it was kind yeah. of a brilliant marketing scheme um, <laughs> to where we had the DC s'more on the menu for oh like six or seven months <laughs> and we had people coming in and asking about it every single day but like we never until like the last month or so like we never really put um a lot of effort into actually creating it um so i just think like i just think like not making actionable plans for like different products and stuff like that is something that held us back <laughs> so um i mean you're right we we were we were really good at coming up with products and ideas we were terrible <laughs> at execution like terrible not at execution but at launching them and like letting people know that we got it and and like i mean i have i go through pictures and i have pictures of stuff that we've like we would we've done at the shop just kind of sitting there and just messing around with like the chocolate and the heavy cream and whatever and, and i'm thinking like 
how the hell did we not do anything with this? Right. You know, like this looks great, you know? So the funny thing about the DC s'more though is um, people kept asking for it. Like, can I have it? Can I have it? Can I have it? And I'm thinking like, well, I mean, if people want it, we should make yeah. something. Yeah. No, people were like, you know, I, I know that we, we changed it up a little bit, made it a bit cheaper uh, towards the end, but people really liked it even at the, even at that high price point. So yeah. Uh, one of the things, one of the things that you said to me, once that i thought was really interesting is that people equate price with quality more than uh they just you know get concerned about price by itself um which you know i guess if you're we're talking about downtown dc you know there's a lot of people with a lot of money walking around uh and so you know they go in and and maybe if you see the dolce has a chocolate that's like seven bucks you're like wow that must be some damn good chocolate um and so I think it was, I kind of saw that. And actually, I didn't believe you the first time you said it. I was like, no way, like $14. I would never pay $14 for, for a hot chocolate. I don't even like marshmallows, you know? Um, but I saw that like more and more. If you were like, oh, $14, it must be good. And, and you know, they, li- they liked it for the most part, I would say. I never, yeah. I never yeah, yeah, received yeah, one a... complaint about the s'more. I mean. Isn't that not? I never, isn't that I never not... received a complaint from someone who actually oh, yeah. ordered it. Plenty of people would be like fourteen dollars. That's sure. crazy. I'm not buying that. I'm like, all right, then don't buy it. You know. Yeah. But I wanted to say something uh, in response to what Derek said about that being like the inertia being a negative. Like I totally see what he's getting at, and I totally agree. Like I remember one time we were around uh, the holidays, we were talking about like making like a, some kind of pumpkin something or other, or you know, mm-hmm. peppermint. You know, some some kind of like holiday holiday treat or something like that. It never kind of happened, but we had like you know pumpkin flavor and behind the bar for the, weeks, the thing about you know the thing about the pumpkin just mess, the thing about the pumpkin it. latte that we tried to do though like we actually put like a tremendous amount of effort into it it just didn't taste good yeah that's you? true i remember like that. i spent yeah i wanted it to yeah, work yeah. so bad so like every minute of free time i had i would just like waste a gallon of milk trying to get it to work <laughs> like no like like that's that's one of the things I, I what i wanted to say is like i love that about the shop like i don't know about being a customer how much it changed that experience but working there like the fact that everyone like encouraged just messing around with stuff and seeing what happens like i remember uh one time we were gonna make more of the cold brew infusion right which is kind of another one of your your little like oh let's make something expensive so the rest seems 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 less that's true um, that was <laughs> the cold brew infusion fusion and we were just like well what do we have on hand and we picked out like three or four random spices that we happen to have behind the bar and we're like let's make it with this it was awesome you know like and and that kind of just kind of and messing around that with with the with the with the recipes and, and trying things out and you know not having to focus test everything for three weeks before you put it on the menu uh that was like, in a way, even though it sort of led to what Derek was talking about, in a way, it was really fun for me as an employee. So on the on the on the employee side, it was awesome. I don't know about the customer side, but yeah, uh, I, mean, I had a lot of fun. People, I had listen, a lot of fun mixing stuff together behind the bar. I mean, listen, a lot of the stuff that we that we tested, like it was very rarely. I can't think of anything, you know, like that people were like, "Oh, this is terrible, dude." Yeah, don't even. I don't want to see this. You know, don't put the this on the menu like you know everything that we kind of tested people were like yeah man you know how much is this yeah just put that on the menu but on the latte derek i think you're really you're right on on the latte but then i've i've gone at other places and i've tried their lattes 
And like, it's, it doesn't really have any flavor, you know? So like, maybe part of it is like, maybe we were, you know, kind of too hard on ourselves, you know, like, and maybe that's the bad part, but the, the, the good side of it is that we just didn't put stuff that didn't work out. Right. Like, like if we put it out, that meant like it was going to work, you know? Um, I mean, and even the ones, uh, think of like the cold brew infusion. I think, I think with the cold brew infusion, once we did it, people were loving it. We just, we just didn't really do enough of it because it was a hassle trying to, you know, get the peppers and all the, the different right. kind of things. And I think what happened was um, also there was, a, there was a period in time um, where we were going through a lot of kind of people going in and out, people going mm-hmm. out on, yeah. you know, either vacation for a, for a long time. It was just like a, a lot of... Um, there was a lot going on, right? Um, and I think that's that's kind of the, the part that um, that maybe you know some of this stuff didn't work out because uh, there was a lot of turnover at the time and and whatnot. But um, but one thing you know, going back to the employee thing that I've kind of always believed in is, you know, I I'm not an expert chef, right? Like I'm not the guy to be like in the kitchen and be like, listen, guys, uh, you know. Like only I can do this. Nobody else can, you know? So for me, you know, allowing you guys to come up with ideas almost kind of took a little bit of that weight off of me. Right. Cause like everybody cooks, everybody's traveled, everybody's been somewhere, everybody's seen something. Right. So everybody can be like, Hey, what if we put this in this, like think of the, the, um, what do we call it? The, the, uh, breeze. Oh, the what was that? Breeze. The breeze. Uh, yeah, the summer uh, breeze, right? right like, right, right. you know, it's like, hey, lemonade is great, cold brew is great. Why don't we just yeah. mix them? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, oh shit, <laughs> this oh, no. is fantastic. That you was know? like that was one of those sleepers <laughs> where we're like, okay, well, this tastes good. Like, is anyone actually going to go for it? And then we'd have people who'd come in every single day and order it. Just like, right? I still, I still don't know what what you guys saw in that. I did not like that thing. I mean, it was kind of like a Long Island iced tea, but with no alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of, that's yeah. what it reminded me of. It kind of like that taste. That. It was like a coffee flavored Long Island iced tea. Maybe I did not like it. I'm telling you, I mean, listen, <laughs> hey, La Colombe, just like a couple of months later, said, screw this, we're putting them. <laughs> I, I saw that. I saw that. I remember that. Like, bastards. Um, anyway, but yeah. Um, what about, so, you know, in terms of like, um, in terms of corporate culture, right? So you guys have, have worked at other places. What are, what are some things that, um, that you've seen at, at other places that we didn't do at ours that you're like, we probably should have done, you know, in terms of like how they train their employees, how they, how they manage it. Because one of the things when I look back in, in retrospect, I mean, yes, you know, it was a fun place, right? Like everybody, you know, kind of, uh, contributed and, and whatnot. But sometimes I also feel like, um, like as personally, like as a man and, you know, kind of like as the guy that owns the shop, right? Like sometimes I feel like I was pretty lax, um, and, and maybe to a fault, you know, um, I don't know. What's, what's your thought on that? Well, one thing that I can definitely talk about, I know Derek, uh, has some feelings about this too, is the, uh, the supply chain, right. Just needed, needed to be formalized. Right. And, and that's one way that, you know, larger places or places that are been around for a bit longer, places that have been in the business for a minute, they they have a supply chain set up, you know, where they 
they get orders, you know, from their distributor on this day of the month or this, uh, you know, uh, every X months, or they, they place it always, you know, X number of days before they need it. Um, and that, that ensures that things don't run out or that seasonal products are available for a specific time frame as advertised, things on that line. Um, but one thing that was just really frustrating for me was just being out of stuff at completely random intervals. So, you know, every so often we might run out of, of milk chocolate or dark chocolate. It's always dark chocolate. Uh, sometimes I would walk in and the shelves would be completely full of chocolate that wasn't there the day before. I had no idea where you were suddenly going to get a million new kinds of chocolate bars. And now I have to learn all what all these chocolate bars are. That was yeah. a little frustrating for sure. And I know, yeah. um, I know Derek can talk, probably talk more about that because he was, I know that was uh, something that he was working on is, is improving that. Um, so I, I don't know, Derek, if you want to talk a little bit more about that, but that was definitely something that I think could have been. Improved. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think, you know, toward the end, like when it came to paper goods and milk products and stuff like that, we never like within the last year of the shop's existence, like we never had an issue with that we kind of had it down to a science after a while um but yeah not having limited stock of the the hot chocolate chocolate was was detrimental to us um just because you know it'd be like the middle of january and it's like well we're out of dark chocolate and you know some of those people would come back because they you know they'd understand it's like, okay, well, you'll, you'll probably have it tomorrow or like within the next two days. But there was, you know, there were some people that would come in and they'd be so upset by it. I would never see them again. And so, you know, I think through that, we alienated a lot of people. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily, I mean, I agree and also disagree with the, the amount of new chocolate coming into the shelves Cause it is frustrating to like come in and not have any knowledge that the chocolate came in or was there. I think like we could have, we could have formalized that a little bit more and like given everyone a heads up. It's like, Hey, we got the, we got these new products in, but I always thought that was kind of a, a positive aspect of the shop was that we continuously had like this, this incoming and outgoing variety of different chocolates so like nothing, nothing ever became like, nothing ever became like very stale, you know, to the people like you, you always had like different things yeah. to explore. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, um, I mean, I, I hear you on the supply chain stuff um, completely. So I, I think one, one of the, um, one of the tough parts was because um, before, right. I mean, given that this was a small business, right. Like I would spend literally my entire weekend at Restaurant Depot just going out there and loading up on milks and this and that. And, you know, either basically my entire Saturday or my entire Sunday would just be, you know, instead of spending it with my with my family, you know, I was like at the shop and just loading stuff up and doing whatever, you know, just basically in line trying to get stuff at Restaurant Depot. And then what happened was I was like, well, you know, I want to, I wanted to, to kind of free up some time. Um, and in order to free up some time, you know, I switched to a supplier. So it became a little bit more expensive, you know, to order the raw materials, but that's when, that's when it became, it became also difficult because you couldn't right. order until you hit the minimums. Right. So like, 
um, if you need a milk at Restaurant Depot, you just kind of order what you want. You walk out. Uh, but with a supplier, it's like, well, if you, you know, you don't hit the minimum and, and you you had to hold off an extra day or two with like running to CVS to get milk or to get, you know, some of these like things that you needed um, or, you know, just just so that you could be able to fill up uh, the supply. I mean, the, the the order from the from from the supplier that it would deliver. And that's that was the tough part. Right. Uh, because like. It also took up a lot of like all of our space in the refrigerators would be full when the supply came, you know, um, and we'd have to kind of figure out where to move stuff. And it also made it a little harder to work because you're like, where's the things? Uh, where's this and that? Um, but I mean, that's that's an issue that every small business has. You know, um, I agree with you on the chocolate. You know, I mean, that's 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 a lost sale. Uh, especially like chocolate, we, 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 we shouldn't have run out, but you know, some of it was kind of, I shouldn't, you know, kind of blame everything on, on others, but, 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 you know, sometimes it wasn't, it wasn't under right. my control. <laughs> it's like, sorry, we don't have dark chocolate. You're like, okay, well, you know, <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, but you know, but I, I, I think one thing though, that you're right, uh, uh, gave about is that, you know, we didn't really have a good um, inventory system in place. You know, like we do in our heads. You know, Derek and I knew in our heads what was missing and what was not missing, but we we didn't really have uh, a good system in place to let everybody else know, hey, we're down to this, let us know, or if we're down to that, you know, give somebody a heads up. You know, so that's that was a miss, right? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, one thing, Derek, uh, what you were saying about like the rotating chocolate inventory, uh, we're talking about the, the retail chocolates, not not the, right, the hot yeah. chocolate chocolates. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I feel you like it's really great to have a, a rotating inventory. Like, I remember when towards the end of when I was working there, when those Abu Dhabi chocolates came in and they were really weird and really cool. Um, I don't, I don't remember the specific flavors, but they were like kind of bizarre flavors. Um, Funnel and date. Yeah, there we go. Uh, One was like a uh, white chocolate. I forgot the other yeah, it was, it was yeah. strange in it. Yeah. Was it cardamom it or was, something uh, in it? Mizra. Mizra. Mizra, Mizra right. The was, was the... yeah. Anyway, they were cool. But, you know, yeah. people would come in and, and mad ask about them. I'm like, I man, I've never tried this. I have no idea what it is. Um, yeah, there was one like licorice and, and yeah. something else. So like they're really yeah. cool chocolates and, you know, but some of this stuff, if people are going to take a risk on something that they don't really know about and they don't know necessarily know if they'd like, it helps to have, you know, a salesperson. That's the whole point of a salesperson. And I, I, for me, it was, it was kind of frustrating if I was to walk in and there was new chocolate on the shelves that I'd never seen before or heard about. Yeah. I don't know any of the talking points, you know, so one thing we did at a previous shop is when we got new seasonal seasonal menus, they would like have like an all staff meeting and everyone would practice making the seasonal items, and then taste them. So they knew what was up and they knew, you know, how to sell it, what it's about, like how it tastes like. And, you know, I don't know if you even need to do that, but at least, you know, provide employees with uh, a little like tasting notes or something. Like I assume you taste everything you order, Jerry. So, um, it's it's just it's it makes it difficult to provide good advice yeah. to customers and and going back to the part of like we're you know what what Travis said is like you know we're the ones who actually get the coffee we're the ones who actually get the chocolate uh, it, it makes it difficult to get the chocolate if you have no idea what it's about 
Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think, um, yeah. And, and I, you know, I, I think I, I mentioned that in a previous episode that one of the things that I, that I, that I think was a miss was that I didn't spend enough time training you guys on, on chocolates. You know, I just kind of relied on the fact that, you know, if, if somebody had like a hard question, they would just kind of come and ask me or you guys would say, Hey, you know, yeah, talk to Jared. Or... One, one thing that people always found weird um, at the shop is that, or, or found weird when, when I would tell them about it is that everybody had a key. Right. right. There's no like key holder. Like right. literally everybody had a key. Like you started, you had a key. And I think, I think Gabe, you had a key even if after, even after you left. I think I um, <laughs> okay. Well, bring it back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so to me, you know, like I, and I still, I mean, I, I kind of get it why people freak out, but I don't, you know, because at the end of the day, it's like, I mean, they work there, right? Like, like everybody works there, you know? And, and if they have a key, they're not going to call you if they're locked out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, that's part of it. And the other part of it, it just makes it so easy. You know, if, if something happens, everybody's got a key. So you can just text everybody and be like, Hey, I don't know. The business is on fire. You know, can whoever's closest run and go check, you know, go in there and see what's happening, you know? Uh, so to me, it, w- it was a no-brainer. Uh, this idea of, you know, uh, giving everybody keys. But also, I think one of the things is, uh, you know, that I, I really kind of just trusted everybody or, or gave everybody the benefit of the doubt. You know, with everything, like at the store. You know, I never really kind of had an issue, and I never, I never really thought anybody ever, you know, stole even as much as a chocolate bar um, at the shop. So, and I think. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that, you know, I think if you, if you trust yeah. people, they just kind of, you know, <laughs> um, you know, they just, they have no reason to, to do, to, to, to prove you wrong, yeah. you know? I mean, I think a lot of that too was like, typically, you know, we would, we would hire people that kind of like, that we could vibe with, you know? And, you know, like that's true people that like we kind of like got to know and talk to and kind of deem trustworthy to a certain degree i mean obviously like in that there's there's enough rope to hang yourself um but um there i mean there was really only one time i was actually concerned about like everyone having a key and you know there was just like one specific employee Mm that I was concerned about, but otherwise I think, you know, the people we brought in were trustworthy enough to handle that responsibility. Do, do you want to talk a little bit about what our, what our application process was at the shop? Um, So basically (laughs) I would, we would just put out like an ad on indeed. And then I would sit and go through like 500 I would find one person that would come through and then um, we'd have them in for an interview. Um, we would schedule like interviews for, for like three hours straight on a particular day and half of them would not show up. Um, but then basically, you know, we just started getting into like questions about like, um, you know, kind of who people were. Like we would talk about their experience and stuff like that, but we would also ask them like, well, like, what do you like outside of the shop? 
like what what are you kind of about you know and then kind of from there we make our decision like well you know does this person seem like they're going to be a good fit based on that like kind of does their you know their general attitude like project that they're going to be a good worker or not um I mean, like we would take all the qualifications into account, but like ultimately at the end of the day, it would be like, well, can we, can we work with this person for an extended period of time? Can we, um, do we think that this person will actually like be good at their jobs? Like maybe if we gave them like a week or so to kind of get into the swing of things, like would they work out? Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think I think it comes down to uh, what Gabe was talking about initially, you know, in terms of the interview process, like when I when I thought about, you know, who we would want to work there, I wasn't really, you know, um, the skill part you can see, right, you throw somebody behind the bar, and you know, you kind of know what they know how to do. And then you also get a feel for will, will this guy be able to learn, right, or this girl would be able to learn. But like, I thought, to me, what was most important is, you know, you spend most of your day at work, right? So, and because we were such a small crew, it kind of made sense that everybody that right. was there had to mash, right? Like had to have, you know, not necessarily similar similar things that they liked, but there there were, you know, kind of areas that you know crossover areas, right? Like they you could you could sit there and talk about, it. and I thought that's why it was important, like in the interview, not to really spend that much time, you know, talking about. Oh, what'd you do there? Okay, tell me about a project you did there. Okay, what'd you do there? Like nobody, nobody cares. You know, and most of the time people lie, but in my opinion, but um, but um, or 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 make it sound like what they did there was more important than it was. You know, but uh, but when you ask them straight up questions like, all right, well, what do you like to do after work? You know, like where do you like to hang out? Like what kind of music do you listen to or whatever? You know, you you get to learn more about just them as people. And I think that's, to me, I feel like that's what made that place, you know, like, um, like I wanted it to be like a right. family, you know, cause my family was there all the time, you know, and I just wanted everybody to feel like they were part of the family and, you know, and, 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 and again, if you feel like that's your family, then you're always going to come through, you know, and I always kind of felt, felt, and, and I don't want to put, you know, but, but to me, you know, kind of like gate, you know, being able to help out all the time. Um, what's there's a, a couple other people that that would come in every time we'd we'd call them up. You know, they'd be like, "Yeah, yeah. let me just change my schedule at my other job, and I'll come help you out." Right? Um, and I and I think a lot of that was because you know we really kind of made an effort to treat everybody with respect. Right? Like, you know not everybody can be the best at doing everything about the work, but that doesn't mean that they need less respect. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day. Right. Um, and, and there's other things that people offer, you know, like, um, like I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pick on Gabe right now. Like he got shit done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he could right. handle well, the crowd, also, you know? <laughs> Gabe is also like the he sweetest person. The crowd and- on and, the planet uh, so like everyone would just be like so excited to see him there oh, <laughs> oh. man Thanks, customers 
customer skill was like on point, you know? And, uh, and like, I don't know, sometimes Gabe, I, I'd hear you talk to a customer and I'm like, I have no idea what it's telling them, but they love it. You know, like, but it was great. I mean, that's, that, that's great. You know, and that's, that's what I love about it. And I, and I, I wish, I wish I could replicate the same type of thing at other places I work at. Right. Um, where where people kind of kind of like coming back i think to me what makes a great place to work is like a place that you want to come back even when even when you're off right like you still want to come and hang out even when you're off you know that to me just kind of tells you you know yeah man like i love this place you know i feel like i could right. be, i don't have to you don't have to pay me to be here you know what i mean i'll come hang out here anytime man, y'all both don't <laughs> live um, that coffee should go off <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah you know so I, I i thought it was fun i mean uh, i i would love to be able to you know to kind of do this again um probably not for the next two three years or whatever uh until until all of this kind of goes away and, and and a lot of this stuff gets cleared out but um i i think it was fun i think um you know i learned a lot of stuff um and i i think we probably if if i were to do it again um i may change a couple of things but like overall like what we did there like i I wouldn't change it and um and it was kind of cool to see you know some people just randomly people that i don't even know you know would put on instagram for thanksgiving like the thing i'm thankful about is that you know when i was around i got to try you know that's really (laughs) cool god Isn't that great? And it wasn't just like one. It was like a lot of people like, you know, I'm missing Kafeshakura, but I'm thankful that, you know, um, that it was part of my life for the past three years. And that's amazing, man. Like at the end of the day, I mean, you know, when you think about what it was, it was really just a a coffee shop and a chocolate shop. But it just meant so much to a lot of people, a lot more than what I thought it was going to it was going to mean, you know. So um, I think you guys should be proud of that because, I mean, it it was your work, you know uh that that made those experiences for for all of these people um yeah but um um yeah i'm i'm i i don't want to get emotional now <laughs> um <laughs> all right guys well listen um i think i've kept you on for too long um this this was great i'm sure i'm sure i would love to do like a part b part yeah. c part d and talk about different things um but i think this this is a good start so thank you well here we are at the end of this episode i've had a lot of fun uh keep an eye out for future episodes we'll be bringing in uh, some people with some deep knowledge in various areas of running and owning a coffee shop or a coffee business so we'll give you guys chances to ask questions um, or even get live on one of our episodes as well. So until then, have a good rest of the day.